I'm Neil Osmond and welcome to the Get to Yes podcast, where I teach, coach, consult and speak on selling in the hair and beauty and body industries. Have you noticed these days with your clients when you're selling that pushing doesn't work, talking doesn't work either, however asking and listening does. Throughout these podcasts, I'm going to discuss a style of selling that uses the skill of persuasion, because my belief is that you get to yes by listening, not telling. If you practice these persuasion skills, you'll become more successful, achieve greater financial rewards, gain that recognition you're yearning for, and maybe even just discover that selling can be fun. I look forward to sharing the journey. Today I've got another question for you though. What's your USP? Your unique selling proposition. Today we're going to talk about how we can interweave that across three major types of exhibitors that I see. The first I'm going to call today the positives, the second I'm going to call the wasteful, and the third group I'm going to call the young and inexperienced. You may find yourself relating to one of those groups, because I definitely see them frequently at a show. We're also going to talk about communication styles. Wow, this is the one thing that I think a lot of people need to get more mindful of and get to understand what your communication style is and, well, sometimes how it's received from the other side. You'll find that part, I think, quite thought-provoking. And finally, we're going to talk about how to unpack your message. Now, what I mean by that is how to explain it verbally, how to talk about it, because not everyone needs to know everything to buy. We need to be able to break this down into some simple steps. I've got three great steps for you to follow, and I know they will really help you get a lot more cut through with the delegates and prospects you talk to. The key is your USP. To come to an expo, you really need to articulate, you know, create a point of difference, visualize, um, create an experience. How can you get people to touch, feel, smell, experience your USP? What's going on in your mind? See, a USP is marketing speak for, you know, what makes you different. And that's what people buy. People buy difference. They don't buy same. This, at a trade show, is what people need to see and hear and have communicated clearly. And if you can, and if they can experience that in the right way, they will buy. However, before we go too deep, I'd like to share a few experiences of the different types of stands that I've visited over the years as they all have something in common. See if you can spot the similarities. There are three different types that I want to chat about today. The first is called the positive. You know the stand. Everybody is out and about, smiling and interacting with the delegates as they pass by, asking questions, laughing, listening, and finding out as much as they can about who they're talking to. These stands are warm, inviting and friendly. Their design and display is clean. It conveys a clear message about their USP, and what they're promoting. You don't get overloaded with unnecessary literature, but rather a natural conversation evolves with them asking questions about you and, well, you know, you asking questions about them. When asked how they compare to a, another similar brand, they don't state that they are the biggest or the best or the better or cheaper, nor do they denigrate the other brand. They simply, while offering a gentle smile, say, we're different. It's clear all the staff in the stand have been briefed and trained well as they confidently discuss how their product or service fits into your business, occasionally adjusting their top three or four USPs each time to will complement what they perceive your business style to be. 
They have some examples and or a demonstration going on nearby, which clearly shows the USP and encourages you to, well, you know, linger longer. They ask you for your feedback and are genuinely interested in your opinion. They listen, ask a few more questions. And when the pricing issue comes up, they answer it clearly and precisely. At the end of the conversation, they offer you a business card and request yours, noting on it what days you are not in the salon. You walk away thinking, hmm, hmm, they really knew their stuff. I like that. It felt so, well, so positive. Good, I look forward to talking with them again soon. And as you wander through the trade show, you turn a corner and here is a really big stand, a brand you know and know well. This type of stand I can call, in this example, the wasteful. This type of exhibitor generally has gone to a large amount of expense. Maybe they've also negotiated what they thought to be the best position. Their stand looks amazing. Strong visuals about their USP and their staff are all in uniforms. Yet for some reason, their stand is not super busy. And even on occasions when you walk past, it's absolutely empty. Empty of delegates. Nobody. I can recall this exact experience at a recent hair expo. I was walking past a large, beautiful stand. You would know the brand. Really well-known and respected brand as well. I paused only to observe a huddle. Yep, that's right. The staff in a huddle. Some talking to each other. Others just preoccupied with their mobile phones. They paused. They looked up. And either thought that I'm not their ideal prospect, or maybe someone else from the huddle was going to look after me, but they singly started to turn back into their huddle and went back to their previous conversations. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, that behaviour left me feeling very cold. The piece they were missing is they have not considered their engagement strategy. What was their plan? How were they planning on engaging and communicating with the delegates? They could have done a lot better having their staff strategically positioned around the large stand, or better still, they could have had demonstrations planned on their stand and have their staff work in the crowd, let alone the many, many other ideas they could use to create varying or various levels of engagement. You know, too many times I see these large, beautiful stands uh, clearly communicating the USPs of their brand, but they feel cold, you know, cold of interaction, cold of conversation. They're too cold for me. So much money, design and thought, yet no interaction. So wasteful. The third is the group I call the young and inexperienced. You know this stand as well. As you approach, the staff appear to be a little bit reserved, maybe hiding more in their stand rather than out there in the passageway. As you stop to look at the stand, they cautiously approach with a sample bag and a big wad of information in hand. You say hi, maybe a courteous question or two is exchanged. You say, tell me a little bit about your brand. And then off they go. You know, talking and talking and talking. Well, they're actually talking at you, not to you. It's obvious. They've been saying this over and over again as their delivery of their USPs is pumped out in a beautiful monotone. Have you noticed what your mind does when you're the recipient of this barrage of information? Well, most of us just switch off. We feel we can't get a word in edgewise. And if we dare to ask a question, it's going to be met with another 10-minute dissertation. And then all of a sudden, a sample bag with heaps of company brochures are thrust into your hand as you decide to move on. Boy, I don't know about you, but I can't wait to get away from those stands. As I walk away, though, I feel a tinge of disappointment, as I really didn't listen. So I didn't get to learn much about their brand at all, unfortunately. But the person I feel most for in this situation is the owner. 
you know, the one paying for the stand, having their team communicate like this really doesn't cut it today. They found out very little about me as a delegate, or a prospect for that matter, and didn't really create any rapport at all. Unfortunately, that owner is going to experience a very expensive expo. Think how many of those samples and company brochures they're going to burn through, especially on a prospect like me that just walked away and wasn't even interested. Ouch, that's going to be expensive. So young and inexperienced. But there is something you may not have considered. What sort of response are they going to experience from the salon owner when these companies reach out after the expo, which, by the way, is when most of the business is done? To the positive stand experience, those representatives will probably find it easy to secure a business appointment, you know, to visit the prospective client at their place of business. If the representative's behaviour reflects the salon owner's experience from the expo, things will probably continue to move along quite positively and there's a high chance that the client will buy. For the Wasteful Group, hmm, their response when they reach out, I must admit, is going to be a little bit less certain. The salon owner may think that the company is a little bit more aloof. They may feel that, you know, they might be getting treated like a number. The relationship might be a little bit less warm. A lot will hinge on how their representative conducts themselves, and if they can establish trust and rapport early in the visit, they'll do well. If not, it could be a very short visit for that representative. For the young and inexperienced group, well, I hate to say it, but they're going to be starting from a very, very low base, and they have a mighty uphill battle. As they ring around after the expo, talking up their brand, pushing and pushing and chasing after appointments. See, most salon owners deal with reps every day, and you know, through their experience, they've learnt the types of reps that they like to deal with. They know what they like, they know what they look for, and they like to have trust and respect built early in the relationship. So what did these three examples have in common? Well, they all endeavoured to communicate the USP. You know, the positive stand well, was a very balanced communication and they tailored each of their USPs to each particular client and their own personal situation. Yeah, very good experience. The wasteful stand, well, their marketing department had communicated their USP fantastically well in the design. Shame they hadn't carried it through with the staff. The young and inexperienced stand definitely bombarded us with every USP they had, amongst the many other things that we probably have forgotten most of. And the impact of all of that just got lost in the clutter of their conversation. The second point was each of them had a communication strategy. The positive stand got most out of their communication style by asking really great questions, listening, and qualifying each delegate well. It was a great experience, and I can tell you now, they're probably going to experience a sale. The wasteful stand, well, they got the communication right, but the whole shift of getting the team to have a single focus, obviously there wasn't any training of the team coming into that expo. The young and inexperienced stand, well, they've got a lot of work to do because telling is not selling. Today, selling is all about listening, all about asking the right questions. We need to get away from this telling approach. So what can I help you and your team to do to have the best possible expo ever? From my experience over the years, I'd like to suggest that we need to focus purely on just two things. Firstly, let's go back and talk about your USP. Have you managed to get a clear list of three to five aspects about your product or service that are different? You know, what are they? What are your points of difference? What can you do to really clarify those USPs and how can you animate them on your stand? as they need to feature or be demonstrated consistently right throughout the expo. 
Have you considered having a team training session to revisit and focus simply on the concise ways that you and your team can talk about, discuss, and ask questions around your USP? You know, Google Hangouts, Zoom, there are lots of other great video conferencing tools you can use to bring your national team together and have a good chat prior to the expo. Getting clear on your USP, and I mean really clear, helps the team to come together as one, focusing on the same message and delivering it confidently. To test if you feel that this is necessary, pick up the phone, call two or three of your sales reps and ask them to share with you the top three USPs. If they're all different, I hate to share with you, but your team needs some training. The second suggestion I have for you is to have a discussion with your team about how to engage. To offer an example of different types of engagement, let's step away from Expo for a moment. Let's take a scenario where after a busy day at the Expo, you want to put your feet up, so you pop over to the bar for a nice, cool drink to unwind. And as we all do, we're sitting at the bar and we're doing a bit of people watching and, whoa, all of a sudden, there's someone who catches your eye. And you think, oh, I'd love to go over and chat with them. So over you go, still full of Hair Expo confidence. You open up the conversation by saying, hi, I am, only to be greeted by a beautiful, warm smile. Feeling a little uneasy, you push on, sharing with them that you are here for Expo. You come from interstate and that you really enjoy your job and all the travelling that it offers you. Again, that warm smile is offered. It makes you feel a little bit uneasy sometimes. So you launch into your next level of conversation. You know, it's further about you and your stuff, and on you go about you. Unfortunately, though, things, well, they start to peter out a little bit, so you lose interest and ultimately you decide to retreat. You order another drink and you're sitting back, relaxing, reflecting on your day. And you think, oh, well, I'm away from home. Why not? So... You start looking around the bar and, you know, oh, there is someone else that hmm, looks very attractive. So this time you think, I'm going to try a different strategy. So as you go over, things start to unfold a little bit differently. You introduce yourself. They respond and introduce themselves. You chat about the expo. You find out that they're actually attending a different expo. You ask a few more questions, only to find out a few more interesting facts. You find a little common ground. So you relax a bit. The conversation builds. You know, you enjoy a few laughs. And you continue to chat and giggle along the way. Next, your new BFF realises that the time has come and they need to excuse themselves. They offer you their number and agree to catch up again soon. Well, after a big day, you also agree to call it a night and start to head back to your room. But on your way back, you reflect on those two different conversations. Hmm. Which one am I when I'm selling? Hmm. If I was a salon owner, which conversation would I prefer to have? So with the jolt, we now get back into our expo because we really need to think about how we engage and how we actually engage with the people attending the expo so that we give out the best possible professional image. To engage comfortably is to unfold your story, not blurt it out. My suggestion is that we unfold it into three layers. So in your mind, I'd like you to draw a pyramid. Then draw two horizontal lines across that pyramid, cutting it into three. So now when we look at it, we have a section at the top, a section in the middle, and then a third wider section at the bottom. We now have our three layers. Layer one, or the top layer, this is called the introduction layer. During the introduction layer, we share our top three to five points, or our USPs. You know, it might go something along the lines of, um, well, hi, Jenny, how are you going? Oh, by the way, Jenny's my favourite salon owner. 
Hi, Jenny, how are you going? Um, our brand XYZ is actually, it's organic, um, it's Australian made, and it's totally natural. And then we pause, because we want to wait for some acknowledgement, which will generally come in the form of a question. And by doing so, they'll actually be asking for more information. So in turn, they're actually asking for you to continue. I don't know about you, but I don't like to sell until I've been asked. And today, just then, I've been asked. So this allows me to move into layer two, and what I call the information layer. While in this layer of conversation, you discuss the features and the benefits of your product and all the service in greater detail, relating it to you know, their situation, wherever possible, bring it into a more of a personal, relatable experience. Also in this layer is where you get to ask the questions and again use the features and benefits you have to answer, respond, and ultimately persuade. Level three, you know, that big wide one down the bottom, we call that the detail layer. This is where all of the details, specifications, every single ingredient, all of the features, every benefit, and all of the different pricing, buying, sizing options all live. Generally, when we go into this much detail, we turn people off. At this early stage, they don't really need to do the deep dive. Keep out of it. Keep in layer one and two. This is where you'll get your success. My belief is that we need to remember that not everybody needs to know everything to buy. Ask good questions, listen well, and only respond with related features and benefits. This will make your conversation lighter, and more importantly, make it easier for your prospects to buy. So what was your takeaways from today? Which stand category do you fall into? Were you the positive? Or do you think from time to time you've been in that wasteful space? The positive, by the way, is where all the business gets done. The wasteful need training. The young and inexperienced need to understand that not everybody needs everything to buy. Think about things from a seller owner's perspective. How do you like to be communicated with? Which example were you at the bar? And finally, remember, whenever you want to unpack complex information, your goal is to make it simple. Use my three-layer approach and live in layer one and two, and clients will continue to interact. The moment you go to layer three, you'll know their eyes will glaze over. I hope you don't get too many of those at the next expo. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get to Yes podcast. If you like what you've heard, please share it with someone you may know who's looking to become more persuasive or wants to diffuse resistance and get to yes more often. Until our next episode, you can visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.